The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. We work for ourselves. Nobody can fire us. <laughs> My God, today was crazy. How many people are going to get laid off today? Holy mother. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. to get into. A yeah. lot to talk about. Dave Sharp in the book. Matt Peralta, the Bostonian live on YouTube and Twitter at Boston versus the book. Follow both those sites. Sports grade late night replay. How are you? Happy Monday, Dave. What is up? What is up? What is up? Is it the brigade? is here. The brigade answered the call to duty. It's not a call to action. We don't want anybody getting in trouble, <laughs> but we got a lot of comments over the weekend on the YouTube feed. I heard you were answering all of them. Every single one. I took the time to go through one. Thank you all for doing it again. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. P roll. Where's the discord channel again? Show.com. Every single day, we're going to mention that at least once or twice a day because the kids said we need to say it more. But everyone that took the time to comment got a personal response nice. one way or the other. Most of it was uh, very good. Feedback is welcome. Good. Absolutely. Yes, there's a lot Positive, of people negative. around that, um, you know, may be facing some unfortunate situations work-wise. We're, we're learning about this as we speak. We had a very interesting call this morning with another gentleman about some other things. A lot of things are happening. It's a Monday. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we really do. And for those of you who were on the Twitter spaces yesterday, I apologize for the hard out. <laughs> it was my app crashed. I was fooling around. I, I knew I shouldn't have been doing that. I was trying to retweet the link and then the whole thing just went down. And I was like, man. So we had about like 45 people in there. We're having a good conversation. And then I blew the whole thing up. So that was on me. So if you were in there and going like, what the heck happened? My yeah. fault, Peralt's fault, sorry on that. But that was fun. And we'll do more of that as we roll because, I mean, the response day was pretty good. People were loving the, the Sunday in-game playoff conversation. Well, considering that we decided about eight minutes before. I didn't decide. You it. decided. You called me and said, hey, what are you doing? I said, I'm at home. Did you want to do a tour spaces? I was like, sure. <laughs> I did. I, I mean, so, because there were so many things going on. And there's yeah. a lot of people in the space that like to throw stuff out there and do some different things. And we have a pretty loyal group of people that follow the show, listen to the show, like the show. And, um, you know, the Twitter spaces allows us to have them be a part of the show. It's like old school radio taking calls. We didn't get anybody up to the podium because a couple of people that we called on were apparently just waving. I see you, JC, from KC87. You raised your hand just to say uh, hi. We thought you wanted to talk. That's okay. Uh, um, but... Yes, we definitely should do that. Um, yeah, as we get into we the playoffs going really more well. and more and more, I think it's something we definitely should do because as we get into a routine, especially on Sunday evenings, like for us, it's two o'clock, so it's in the afternoon, but for the East Coast, it's five, five thirty. And so, 
people are winding down. They're getting ready for the week. It's a huge window. That's like the master's ratings on Sunday. That's where you get all those huge numbers because people are normally in front of their TV sets doing something, you know, relatively relaxing, heading towards right. the work week. So they're on their phones, whatever. It's quick and easy to jump on for our Twitter spaces. So I would gather that we're going to do more of that as we head towards football season coming up. And then obviously that window for football is there's five games going on basically at that window in football. So we'll do some more things on the, the at Boston versus the book on Twitter to follow us. If you want to be made aware of that, the one thing that Madeline, who by the way is homesick today. So she's upstairs. Oh no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's slumber parties are the worst idea ever. Terrible ever. She had her first one ever, went okay. to bed at midnight. They set their alarm for 5 a.m. 5 a.m. They got up at 5 a.m. They had five hours. She's eight years old, five hours of sleep. I picked her up. She was miserable yesterday, and then she went straight downhill, got sick, has a cold. So, and they're doing See, all these this is This is the things that you're going to have to deal with now on the off weeks. Yep. Things are going to happen, and you're going to have <laughs> to be the heavy on the weeks. You're going to happen. There ain't going to be yeah. no slumber parties. Like that on Daddy's week. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was Dad's week. I I okayed it. It was on me. I I this this is on my head. So oh. you know, it's my fault. I I oh. it was a three week out ask. I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it, and I was like, you're never gonna make it. And she's like, I want to try. I was like, okay. Oh. And I did. I didn't think they were gonna get five hours of sleep though. So that so she woke up this morning, you know, mm. all congested, all nasty. So I was like, all right, just stay there because tomorrow they're doing the statewide testing cap something or they call, I don't know, here. So it's a big deal tomorrow. She has to be in school tomorrow. So we got to get her healthy for tomorrow. But she always says, we got to hit the bell, the notification bell. So hit you always bell. know when we go live. So when you're on YouTube, not just subscribing to YouTube, but hit the bell. And then it will tell you whenever we go live, you guys will be able to be alerted on your phones. Our man Jay Dalbets puts it in the chat so eloquently. Don't be a bum. Hit the thumb. <laughs> hit the bell. Hit the thumb. Hit yeah, something right? on the something. YouTube feed <laughs> while you're watching. We appreciate all of you. Yes. So we've got our we got a lot of stuff to get into here. We're gonna talk to Bernie Frado from Fox Sports Radio a little bit of the Lions and the gambling side of things in a little bit. But yep. let's recap Saturday and then we'll recap Sunday. Okay. What do you make of Dylan Brooks going after LeBron being down 25-7 and 35-9? Mm. Like if you're his teammate today what do you say before the game? Like, what, like, like, how do you feel before the game tonight as to you got us killed? Now what? Well, there's nothing to be said after that. There's <laughs> literally nothing to be said other than, are you good? Like, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> because now we're up against it. You poked a bear and the bear bit back. Um, I mean, what did you expect was going to happen? I'm not saying, you know, and again, a lot of people like to have 2020 vision after the fact. I've been listening well, we to it for 20 it. years inside this own house. Like, <laughs> well, I that. knew the Lakers were going to win. How did you not know? <laughs> well, that was one of the easier ones. I don't think tonight is like that easy. I don't Disagree. think it's yeah. that easy. Totally agree. Yeah, I, I think it's it's if you if you think tonight's a walk in the park or the same situation as to game three, I think you're wrong. The motivation's different. The fear of the Grizzlies is different. I mean, their backs are, are firmly against the wall. Right. They they are playing for their playoff lives. And we've seen the Lakers take games off. We've seen them exhale. And they don't keep that same level of intensity throughout an entire series or an entire week. So, yeah, I think... There was the, a little the, run within that game. There was. 
Well, Jog yeah. scored 25 consecutive points, was it, in the fourth quarter? He woke up too. Yeah. And basically was trying to will his team back into the game, right. let alone give anyone that had a Grizzlies ticket a glimmer of hope. Um, it didn't get there. But I think as a team, they have to be thinking, obviously, tonight is a must win. We 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 have to win this game, but we got to be competitive. I mean, that that non-competitive first quarter was like there was no reason to turn it on. I kept yeah. it on the just to check the score every once in a while, but that was a wrap eight minutes route. into the game. It was done. It was a route. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the tour spaces for those people who weren't on it. The Ryan Garcia tank Davis fight that did not go over. I bet the over seven and a half rounds. I threw a couple of flyer bets on Garcia to knock out mm. Davis and win all three lost tank Davis catching Ryan Garcia in the seventh round with a shot to the liver that shut his whole body down. And <laughs> the reaction is interesting because the people in the boxing space that called out Garcia have really done a 180. Like they have really backtracked and apologized and like, Seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people I follow in the boxing space on social media have to eat their words after what they said in the moment happened to Ryan Garcia, and then went back and watched the whole fight or watched a replay, whatever it might be, and said, "Okay, yeah, I I, I understand what happened to Ryan Garcia." Were you surprised <laughs> at the outcome? No, not at all. Um, it's amazing because we talked about this fight on Friday, and you had talked about talking to some boxing trainers and you mm. had some boxing training yourself and talked about him throwing a punch and dropping his right hand when he did it, Garcia, I mean, mm -hmm. and being susceptible to that short left lethal hook. Over the top. Yep. And bam, in a second round, he got it and ate it. And I was like, uh-oh, there's the total. But he got yes. up. Yes. Well, okay. it was... The entire fight changed. I mean, Garcia thought no, in the no. first round he was all full of vinegar and all angry and coming at him and throwing all haymakers, and he won the first round. And then Tank waited, 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 watched for what we all talked about Friday. Everyone's been talking about what Garcia does when he throws that lethal left. He drops the right hand, and then over the top left, bam, on the nose, on the button, boom, set him down on his butt. And from that moment on, Garcia was afraid. It was hanging on. He lost every round after that. The judging was the fear factor because in Vegas, we've talked a lot about this when it comes to Triple G Canelo fights or just Canelo fights in general. The judging in Vegas can be susceptible to being hmm, um, not great. <laughs> I mean, listen, we've, we've done this now for years. And I mean, you've been in the boxing realm. I love boxing from the time. I, I mean, they hooked me when I went as a little kid to see Hagler Hearns on a closed circuit pay-per-view nice. at the civic arena on two little movie screens. When nice. I was 12 years old, a 10, eight round is a knockdown round. Not, not by rule. I know, but not by rule. It's understood. It's How understood. is that a 10, nine round? It's understood that it, it, it actually is not on the rule books that it's a 10, eight round, but it's a 10, eight round when one fighter dominates the other fighter even though the fight does not end in that round, it was so lopsided that you basically deduct one point from the fighter that gets dominated. A knockdown almost always is a 10-8 round in MMA and in boxing. And the fact that not one of the judges gave it a 10-8 round was scary. That was like, 
wait a minute. What were you guys setting up for here? Because that's nuts. I don't care if he popped right back up. He got clipped and he went down. And he did not throw another real punch the rest of that round. It wasn't yeah, he, long, but it he was wasn't hanging on. That yeah. He was literally like, okay, that's like, I just know in the scoring purposes, that's, that's an automatic. But then let's get to the punch. It took him down and he sat to try to breathe. And apparently, I don't know when the last time, you know, you were hit. You have a you know, very good story, which mm. turned out to be have ramifications later. But you got hit and didn't feel it and felt it for three weeks after. Anyone that's ever been hit in the solar plexus, the ribs, whatever, and had that sound come out of you that. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, a lot of things. Different than, the, a liver shot is different than a rib shot because a rib shot, you make that noise that, right. oh, like all that, it pushes the oxygen out of your lungs Ow. out. Oh. The liver shot shuts your body down. Ooh. It literally shuts your, you can't, it is, I never want to feel it ever again. It's only happened to me once. I was training. I was sparring my coach and my coach got me against the ropes. And because he was an ex pro, he knew what he was doing. He was going 50%. He did not hit me anywhere near as hard as tank hit Ryan Garcia. Right. But he hit my, he hit me in the liver and I, I wanted to die. Like my entire <laughs> insides locked up. I dropped to the ground and I literally thought I was going to die. I was like, oh my. And for three weeks, I couldn't train. For three weeks, it was. I, I went to the doctor. I had a, he. The doctor believed I, I broke my my the floating rib, which is the rib right above the liver. Oh. But I got hit there, and I got hit in the liver, and you get hit right there, and that's it. I mean, it's 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 lights out. If you get hit in the right spot, at the right time, and Garcia got clipped, mm. and he reacted. People have said it was fixed. You react the way he reacted. Something's wrong. Oh my gosh, what's what's going on? He took two steps backwards, like he got stabbed. He was like, oh my gosh. And then everything shut down and he went straight to the ground and he was like, nope, I can't do it. Now, could he have stood up and fight and, and fought? Yes, I do think he could have, but he would have gotten viciously knocked out if he had done that. And okay. I think he realized he was beaten. And rather than take the pounding and get knocked out viciously by Tank, which probably would have happened because he couldn't defend himself because he couldn't move. That's why he basically said, I can't go. And he just... I'm not Why? saying he took the easy way out. I'm just saying he knew he was defeated. Why are we so, I mean, and again, maybe it's because we're in a vacuum and we're in it all the time. I've been in books for 20 years listening to people tell me that the game is fixed because of the referee. The, the fight is fixed because of the judging. Why do people go to that right away? Like, why because do they, they have say, no oh, it's concept? Fixed. They have no concept of what it means to get hit with a body shot. The guy's no trying to win the fight that changes life. Yep. Like but they don't see that. The fight that changes life. They think because boxing has had its history and there has been a history of boxing fights being fixed. And there has been a, it has been a history of, of, of judging in Vegas being crooked and or questionable that people immediately run to that. If there's not a guy face down on the canvas, knocked out that something nefarious went on. But if you bet tank, you were you were tanked by knockout. You were ecstatic. You were in love. Right. I mean, that was it. Exactly. And I mean, you know, and, and I mean, we'll get to this with Bernie about, you know, the players and the stuff, gambling and all this other stuff. Like, they're not making enough to fix the fight versus right. what they're getting paid. Like, think about all this for a second before you come with, oh, that was fixed. No, I don't think it was. I think no. he got hit with a perfect 
shot. shot. Yep. It was a Clipped perfect perfectly. shot. And he tried. He went that like he stood there for a second and then he realized, oh my God, something's not right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the people, the thing that people say is he stood up right after the 10 count, he stood up and walked off. And and I, I asked somebody that question and they went, Well, there's a big difference between could he stand up or could he box? And he made the calculated decision that he couldn't <laughs> box anymore. So could he stand up? Yes, he could stand up, but he couldn't box. So people wanted him on the ground, writhing in pain. They wanted him screaming, oh, and then they're like, okay, he really is hurt. Like people deal with pain in different ways. He did was hurt. Him, did you see those two exchange of phone numbers afterward? Did you see that video? Yeah, whatever. That's typical What do you think now. they were doing? They're going to text each other, give each other the socials, maybe get together later. What, what, what was that? No, I mean, I mean because, I, because the fight will never happen again. I think that that's why. The fight will never happen again. Oh. It was a catch weight with a re- Snap your fingers. Snap your fingers. You're frozen. See, this is not me. Now we know this for a fact. That's not me. Bam. Knows for a fact. This is not my. It didn't happen happen. on Friday. It did not happen. Never happened. So we know it's not me. Not accusing anybody of anything. No, I'm just saying we know. We know that attacks Ferris. The inner inner workings of 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 the internet of how this works. Right. Um. But I am. I'm a little bit surprised at the way that the you know. This fight was put together because boxing needed fights like this. And hopefully we happen. People have been saying, give us more fights like this, which I'm surprised about because because Dana White in the, in the UFC figured out that main event fights don't have to have belts on the line. Correct. For people, for people to buy the fight. They just want to no. see the energy. And this changed with the UFC about three years ago. This changed. And they went, oh, so we can just make good fights and people will buy it? Yeah. This fight had nothing on the line except pride. It was a catch weight, rehydration clause, and two guys that will never fight again unless Tank goes to 140, which I don't think that will happen because that's where Garcia is going to go and live at 140 now. So I think boxing will see more fights like this. I think we can see more more catch weight fights. I liked it. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of it. The line was competitive. Yeah. There was actually action on both sides. A lot of guys that I respected were on tank. Mm-hmm. I ended up betting tank when they came out. I said, I'm betting him. So that was good. Uh, the line was like 220. I just said, I think he's going to win. I think he's going to, you know, hit him more than the other guy was, yeah. that was always based on. So that worked out. Okay. The, uh, under was seven and a half. It was in the seventh round. Closed at eight and a half, but it went it right. It went up and he caught him and end up. Story. I mean, it, 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 I thought, if that body shot doesn't happen, we cash because the way the fight was trending, oh. Garcia was just going to be looking not to run away, but he was not looking to engage heavily with a big firefight no. with Tank. No. So I thought we were going to get, I was like, man, this is trending perfectly. Just hang on for one or two more rounds. And then he made a catastrophic mistake with that exchange when he, when they, he had him pushed down and he broke away. And man, one of my boxing coaches did a really interesting breakdown of how Floyd always avoided that exact situation when someone put their head down and uh-huh. went at him. Floyd was always very technically sound. Paul, he would just paw him away. He, he like, would hold, he would hold him down was, and then he'd, he would pivot away knowing that something could get thrown. He was and so Garcia, good at that. Garcia went backwards straight. And yep. that's what, that's what allowed Garcia or, or tank to hit him in yep. the liver. Cause he was wide open. Ooh. He had no, no defense whatsoever. Mm. And then boom, caught him, dropped him fight over. 
Amazing way to win a fight, by the way. Amazing. Like the best boxers in the world to win a big prize fight like that. Right. I've, I've heard boxers say that I would rather knock a guy out with a body shot because I know I got him. Like knockouts are great, but like, I know I got him. Like I got him with some serious the ultimate skill shot. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's yeah. very impressive. All yep. right, before we get to Sunday, we'll do that in yep. a second. Let's get to Bernie Frado from Fox Sports. Cool. He's been kind enough to hang out and wait with, wait in, in the green room while we started the show to get Bernie. a conversation going. I've actually met Bernie, I think, once. I know you do his radio show a lot. Yes. Bernie, Matt and Dave, how are you? Welcome to BBB. Hey, good to be with you guys. A couple quick things uh, before we get to the NFL gambling policy yeah. and such. Uh uh, I love the Matt Damon Goodwill Hunting open reference as you're <laughs> signing on to the show. I did my own Matt. I did Boston's one of my favorite cities. I did my own oh. Goodwill Hunting tour every, everywhere, fully field, the, the whole nine yards. Wow! So I love that. I love that scene. Yeah, I love the city. It, just there Very a couple nice. years ago. Ernie, you don't Second, have to kiss his ass. Quickly. Listen to me. You don't have to kiss his ass about Boston, please. Enough people watch the show. Because they like Boston. I don't need you to come on here and tell them you like Boston. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, just to prove I'm telling the truth, Matt, I was yeah. sad when no names, the no names restaurant shut down three years ago. That was actually my wow. favorite seafood place. Oh, look at yeah, that. You gotta be a local seaboard. to know that one. You gotta know that. He's, He's right. right. Yep. Best fish and chips I ever had. Real quickly, also, as someone who's trained in the ring, I have been since 2020. Dennis Dublin was my coach. You were so spot on about the liver punch. Uh, I feel like Ryan Garcia was gassed because he started the fight too fast. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't bet it. I was going to bet the over a seven and a half rounds. I had Al Bernstein on my show a couple of weeks ago, name drop. He thought the fight would start slow. Yes, and build. Did. Which, yep. Yeah. And so I'm glad I didn't. But man, you are so right. I've taken a shot to that upper rib that just that top. Oh, <laughs> you, you're worst. begging for death. You, yeah. It's like a funny bone anyway. It's the good, worst. Good stuff, guys. I thought your analysis was, yeah. was outstanding. Three weeks. One, one final thing. Didn't Oscar De La Hoya negotiate a rematch prior to the fight on behalf Only of Ryan for Tank? Only for Tank. Oh. If Tank lost, there was going to be a rematch. So Garcia losing, okay. there's no the, the, there's no rematch clause for Garcia. That got revealed in a conversation with Ariel Hawani about two days before the fight that there was a rematch clause. And Ariel said, well, who is it for? And Ryan said, it's not for me. It's for Tank. So if Tank loses, we rematch. If I lose, we don't. Mm, okay. Well, I think you got stuck with a bad beat, my friend. I, I'll, I'm going to qualify it as a bad beat. Uh, it was, it's unlucky. Uh, but I say this as a guy whose last bet on boxing was Mayweather McGregor. <laughs> and wow. I retired. From that. <laughs> yeah. so that, that was a good one. That was a good one to end on. That's a walk-off right there. We all made a lot of money. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a walk-off. <laughs> yeah, that was a walk-off. Um, so, Burr. We wanted to ask you, I mean, you know, you and I have these discussions off the air that really basically are a show when we get always, you know, we have to start our conversations with what's the over under 38 minutes over or under because it usually starts that way. But we talked about it briefly on Friday because it was all kind of breaking and going on about the players gambling and they happen to be Lions you used to do years ago, Lions pregame, postgame. You're so wired into so many things that are going on, not just in Detroit, but in Michigan in general. I had to have you. I'm so glad you were able to join us. But can you give us your take on this whole thing going on with the players getting suspended and gambling and all this other stuff right now? Yeah, in order to give this some context and texture, guys, you really have to start at 30,000 feet and descend downward. Uh, 
40 to 50% of NFL players bet. They're human. They're action junkies. They come to Vegas all the time. It's a form of entertainment. And the NFL knows this. So they've actually structured an NFL gambling policy to accommodate that. And I'll lay that out in a minute. I want to demystify this because I've listened to the group think echo chamber talk about this nationally. And I think there's been a lot of misstatements made. So start at 30,000 feet. This phenomenon is not, not new. 60 years ago to the month, Alex Karras, all pro offensive tackle for the Lions, suspended for a full year along with Paul Hornung for not only gambling, but for consorting with mob members, et cetera. Alex actually owned a sports bar in Detroit where they were taking illegal bets right there. As part of his reinstatement, uh, he was he was required to shut down the bar. Fast forward to Arch Lee's during the 80s. You know what happened there? Yeah. So the news breaks Friday that four Lions players and one uh, commander's player are suspended. And the rumors run wildfire. Well, it turns out these incidents took place at least as far as the Lions, three or four months ago. And the NFL uh, notified the Lions about a month ago that they were being investigated. And the Lions, of course, uh, fully cooperated. Then it was announced Friday what happened. And Stanley Berryhill and Jamison Williams, a kid out of Alabama, uh, who missed 11 games last year with the ACL, uh, got six games. And they're contrite and they've issued statements and such. So what happened here? Well, the NFL has a gambling policy that's frankly pretty simple. Let's demystify it. If you're an NFL player, do not bet on NFL games. No way, no how. Uh-oh. Bernie, Bernie, snap your fingers. Get rid of your notification. Come back. If you'd like to throw a few shekels. Okay, you're back. Go ahead. Do not bet on NFL games. If you'd like to throw a few shekels on, you know, tennis or bowling or college football, as long as you're not on a team playing at the team hotel, at the team facilities, at the stadium, at the headquarters, at the practice field, anything related to or in the proximity or in the course of work, you're okay. In the confines of your own home, if you're sitting home on a Saturday and you want to bet college basketball, you're allowed to do that. Now, non-NFL personnel, you're not allowed to bet on anything. I don't care if you are... Non-NFL personnel burn, meaning anyone else not a player? Yes. Thank you. I, I, that's a okay. key word I left out. Okay. I haven't been drinking yet, uh, okay. but yes, very, very nicely done. Non-players, whether you're a secretary, a CFO, chief cook and bottle washer, head of public relations, you can't bet on anything. Gotcha. And that happens, and those people get fired summarily. So, unfortunately, ignorance of the law is not a defense. Or maybe you forgot that the speed limit was 45 miles an hour and you were going 65 that day, even though you knew it. Well, Roger Goodell in the NFL is hypervigilant when it comes to their optics. They're deadly, you know, protective of the, of the shield, as it were. So while this is pretty innocuous, they're going to make examples out of these guys. Here's why mm-hmm. I don't think we have a problem at all. There have been symposiums, there's workshops. Guys know this. They dropped their guard. They got complacent. You got 1,700 players in the NFL. This involved five players. Move on. Nothing to see here, in, in my humble opinion. Well, here's the question, though. I mean, just from a smart standpoint, how do you use the team Wi-Fi when you're told you can bet this anywhere else except on team facilities or team land? That's how they got caught, right? Million percent, Matt. And the NFL had that metadata, and they they had begun an investigation. It was almost draconian. 
they had begun an investigation well before the Lions even knew about it. But you just you just nailed the essence of it. Mm. Like, the problem that I've got with the whole thing is that if you are an NFL employee of any stature, you can't really even go inside of a book. You can't go anywhere. And they don't have a union like the players do. Do you think it's right that if I work for an NFL team, I can't bet on the college basketball tournament? I can't bet on March Madness? Well, there's the world it is and the world it ought to be. And the folks that are living in the world it ought to be are going to dance the line and they run the risk of jeopardizing their career. Uh, As society, I've always believed uh, we're all in the same swamp, guys. I made made my first bet back in 1986, and I I started off hot, and then I had a two-month losing streak and got my come up. It's a... when the ball threw, went through Bill Buckner's legs, I was on the other side of it, and it went, oh. believe me, it went from there. So uh, you know, you learn, you understand what to do. I'm of the belief, guys, that 98% of all bettors get their high making the bet, not winning the bet. They don't really understand what to do. <laughs> Ernie, you got to turn those notifications off. Oh, no. Is that why he's back? Hold on. He's back. back. Hold on. You're back. You're back. You're good. I don't know what's going on. No, you're fine. Stay. Just keep going. You're doing good. Were you able to hear that or did that cut out? Yes. We got most of it. Okay. So, you know, the last thing you mentioned was Bill Buckner. Players are are just like anybody else. Uh, Most of the people who bet, if you profile the average better, upwardly mobile, educated, have a few shekels in the bank. Uh, they're action junkies. Uh, when they place a bet, it enhances the viewing participation of the game. It feeds their competitive spirit. They're going to tell you about the day, like Uncle Rico, when they almost won the championship back in 82 because they could throw a football over a mountain. There's a lot of Al Bundy's going on out there. Dave, you sat behind the counter. You could tell far more stories about this than I can. Players are no different. Players are no different. To your question, Matt, will we ever reach a day where Roger Goodell and the NFL drop, you know, st- sort of open the window and let some fresh air come out of the smoke because there's so much regulation. NFL security is so tight. These people can only really harm themselves. What Roger Goodell is more worried about than anything, and this is what most of the investigation entailed, is information. Information right. getting in the wrong hands. Information, you know, people paying for information, people being compromised. And when you're dealing with human beings, if they, you know, find themselves in a compromised situation, you know, there's an old saying, Every, everybody's got a price, right? You heard the story about the guy who walks into the bar, walks up to the most beautiful girl he's ever seen and says, would you go to bed with me for a million dollars? She says, for a million dollars? Yeah, I, I have to. He goes, would you go to bed with me for $10? He goes, $10. What do you think I am, a whore? He goes, we've already established that. We're negotiating price now. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're hypervigilant. And I think to your point, Matt, by the letter of the law, it's going to not change by the spirit of the law. Perhaps it needs to be revisited. But we're back in 2004 when I was in Detroit with CBS Radio. Las Vegas was refused an opportunity to purchase ad space in the Super Bowl. And, you know, the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Bureau. We tried to get people on with the NFL. They wouldn't even come on my show. Wouldn't talk about it. Tony Romo had, you know, a fantasy football event here canceled in 2015. Now there's a fantasy football section on the NFL website. Bernie, I think we're years away from books in, in stadiums stadium. now. <laughs> They're advertising all over fields. There's official betting partners of pretty much every NFL team. Are the lines too blurred? Is it is it hypocritical? Or what 
is the future of this because forget about – I mean, there's players betting and they got caught because they were on the team Wi-Fi. Do people really think that this hasn't been going on and what do right. we do now? Hypocritical is the operative word. The question is, can that ever change? And it's been hypocritical, honestly, for probably 100 years. You, you, We know it, right? Uh, finally, when PASPA was overturned in 2018, it started to bring the light into the forefront for all the people who play bingo. And Uh-oh. He's hanging. He's frozen, but he's coming back. I can feel it. He's got connection problems. Somebody took his Wi-Fi. Oh, no. He was just getting to the good part. Well, let's see if we can get him back. Yeah, we'll see if we can get him back. Okay. All right. Well, that was good. So, I mean, the, there's a couple of things that I want to ask him if he does come back because I, I don't – and maybe you know this because I don't. The investigation into the Lions personnel, was that before or after? the investigation of the players. Cause it seems to me like the logical way would be the NFL started to investigate or investigated all their teams and found out that lions personnel were using the Wi-Fi to go onto betting sites to make bets. And while they were there, they just said, Hey, you know what? You might want to check the players too. Let's just see what the players are up to. And then they went, Oh, we have the players too. Now we got to do a whole, that's why it took months because they had to make sure that they figured out what they were betting on and where they were betting and how much they were betting. Thus, that's where the penalties came down from six months or a year, or really it's an indefinite suspension for the players who bet on NFL games. They're at least a year, maybe more, but we know for a fact that it's a six month deal for the players that bet on non NFL games, right? Which came first, do you think? I mean, without knowing, I'm, and I don't even want to speculate, but I'm I'm going to say even what about this question? What if they were investigating people that worked for the team, maybe putting in bets for other people? Like, hey, man, yeah. you know, you think, I mean, you think that's going on? Wouldn't it be the other way around? What are you talking about? If the player knows he can't bet, but, the, you know, he says to the guy, hey, man, can you put this in for me? Oh, why was getting his team? ankles taped? Who works for the team? I see what you're saying. Well, that's a whole that's a, that's a big rabbit hole. Wow. Well, okay, that yeah. might that yeah. might be what the investigation was even started by, you know, because there were people that right. apparently worked for the team that had to get fired because yeah. they're told you can't place bets. Right. Well, if someone wants to get a bet placed, let's 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 put the glasses on for this. These are the listening glasses, but I'll put them on for this. If somebody wants to make a bet, they're going to find a way to make a bet. Yes. Well, no that's matter what. Isn't that life, though? With anything, if someone wants to get high, they're going to get high. They want to. That's reality of life. Go. Exactly. Yeah. So now that might have sparked the investigation. I have no idea which came first. And I wanted to, you know, and if we if we don't get Bernie back, guys, follow him at yeah. Bernie Prado. Um, he does a Fox Sports radio show on Friday nights and Saturday nights. It starts at, I believe, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 in the morning, uh, Eastern. Does a great job with it. Um, and oh, well, it looks like hopefully he's coming back to working on it in the green room efforting. But I wanted to ask Bernie, is it important to know what they were betting on? I mean, forget about which came first, P-Roll, but like knowing 
what they were betting on, I think is, you know, because I asked jokingly on Friday, but I wasn't really joking. Did they win or did they lose? Bernie's back. Bernie, you're not driving, are you? Uh, not intentionally. No, I, I don't know what's oh. going on, guys. I, okay, I got full good. bars and I, uh, and it's all I good. Turn off my notification, but I heard your question. Okay, we don't good. know what they bet on and we don't know if they won or they lost. We do know last year, Calvin Ridley bet on his own team. The Atlanta Falcons, and that was part of the five-team parlay leg. So we should have just been suspended for that, right? <laughs> you got a five-team parlay for good money for a year for being yeah. Mickey the Dunce. Right. But the bottom line is, we don't know. They're not releasing any of that information. What we do know is that it had nothing to do with the National Football League game, and the investigation, which was very thorough, uh, did not breach any information, uh, you know, statute of of what this rule stands for. Purely innocuous. We don't know what they bet on. It didn't matter. The operative issue here is that it was done at team headquarters, Allen Park, very nice facility off the 94 freeway. I've been to many times. No, no, can't do it. And they knew better. I think that just P. Roll, you can go next. I just want to make it known that um, for the listeners, that might have been the first use of the word innocuous on <laughs> the BVB in show history. So thank you, Bernie, for that. <laughs> go ahead, Matt. So what do you make of the Lions going forward? They are obviously wide receiver starved now, and they're going to miss obviously their first round pick, not just from the ACL injury, but also now be suspended for, for, for six games. Coming in the draft, do you expect the Lions to be active in this market to go get wide receivers. They lost two indefinitely and they cut them right after the story came out. My moles are telling me Brad Holmes is going to do, uh, draft defense. They want more pass rushers and they want more defensive backs. And they traded for three ones. They, they just got rid of Jeffrey Okuda, who never just worked out in Detroit and he was constantly hurt. So what the Lions have done amazingly, and, and I covered the Lions from 98 to 08 in official capacity, pre and post, those teams always built from the periphery. It was terrible, right? Matt Millen, God love him, he was a moron. Bottom line is this. This team is actually – football is – you guys you guys know. Football is blocking and tackling. Protect yes. the quarterback yes. and kill the other quarterback. Yes. Simple as that. Yes. And the Lions have one of the best offensive lines in in the NFL right now as, how they, as to how they grade it out. And in addition to that, their defensive line with Aiden Hutchinson is – filled in quite nicely. So they're going to try to bookend him. And I think you're going to see them, them go defense this year. Uh, I, that's kind of the short answer to your question. Bird, we've, uh, we've been anti-draft talk for the most part for the entire year. Um, and we've got the draft coming up on Thursday. And you had mentioned to me, you have one bet involving the quarterbacks of the draft. P. Ralt has been making a pretty good case that the, quarterbacks could be the most important piece of this draft and i wanted to get your opinion and hopefully you are still there yes you are still there bernie how are the quarterbacks going to get drafted in this draft go well the bet i have and it's only one bet is under four and a half quarterbacks in the first round and it boils down to hendon hooker not being drafted in the first round because of his acl that's what this is about and uh the, the, the bottom line is, if you think he is, I think you get a plus 170. I got it at minus 115 Friday. I think it's going to grow. Uh, now, I am also hearing, okay, Bryce Young will go number one. That S2 test put her over the hump. And I believe in the kid. I saw him in high school. I saw him in college. He's the real deal. And I, I've studied this for 20 years, guys. I don't really see any correlation between size of quarterback and getting hurt. You play the position with your eyes. 
You receive the ball. You take mental snapshots of what's happening in front of you, and you execute. He's off the charts, and he's magical, and he's good enough. He's accurate, all those things. Now, number two, I'm of the belief Houston, with the Miko Ryans, may draft Will Anderson. But not only they're going to draft Will Levis. One, they've never been able to replace J.J. Watt. And I got to tell you guys, other than Bryce Young, I'm going to I'm going to blow up the room here. I wouldn't draft any of these any of these other guys in the first round. It always comes down to you: do you take a project, or do you take a defensive impact player who can step on the field day one and win games for you? You go back to 1967. There've been 129 quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Mm. Nine have gone to the Hall of Fame. Six went to the Super Bowl and won. So the chances of a quarterback failing is tremendous in the first round. Very high. Just my thoughts, just my opinion. I don't think you're nuts at all. Bernie, thank you so much for hanging out. We really appreciate it. We kind of commandeered almost half your morning. So thank you. Tell Bernie, tell the people where they can find your show, please, and, and how to follow you on the Twitter at Bernie Fratto. There's your Twitter handle. But when's your show on? Fox Sports Radio, 11 p.m. Pacific to 2 a.m. on Friday nights. 11 p.m. Pacific to 3 a.m. on Saturday nights. Fortunately, I'm syndicated, cleared on 600 stations, Sirius XM Channel 83, because there's no Pittsburgh Pirate games going on at 2 in the morning. So got a lot of lunar listeners out there. Dave, you've been on uh, many times. We'll do it again. Matt, let's get you on some night. Let's do it. Appreciate it. I love it. I'm a, a night out. Enjoy your day, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bernie. With you. It's Bernie it. from, from Fox Sports Radio joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. It's, it's one of those wonky things sometimes with the phone connection. If the app is a little bit wonky, it can kick you out. Even if you do shut off, on, you do everything right, it can still be a little bit still finicky. Goes, yeah. finicky. You can be well, in and when out we get this that. big sponsor deal, we're going to have a big studio. We'll just have Bernie come in the studio. You know, he shined his head up all nice. He looks great. And <laughs> different guests like that can do that. It'd be awesome. But we're not there yeah. yet. We'll be there. So, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this draft goes because you mentioned that I, that I think quarterback could be the first four picks in the draft. I still think that could be possible. Not happen. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, it's it's one two. I mean, it's Young and C.J. Stroud, right? One two. First two picks. I mean, you just heard Bernie say they're not taking Stroud second. I I don't know. I don't uh, think I, anybody knows. Look, if, if they the Houston, trade the pick, what if they trade they the could, pick? But I think someone, if you trade the pick, someone's coming up to get a quarterback. Somebody's come. If they trade the pick, then you got a shot at your bet yeah. with the quarterbacks being bang, bang, bang. I, but, I just think it's going to be I, I, this obsession with Will Levis is really interesting. I mean, there's so many people who are talking about the quarterback talent pool that it's not that outstanding in terms of the ready now. But like Anthony Richardson, like where are these guys going to be in four to five years? And are you going to be the GM? Like every GM's biggest fear is that you passed on Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> Look at all the quarterbacks, all the picks, and everyone goes back and says, yeah, you're the goddamn genius that passed on Patrick Mahomes, you fool. Like it's the same thing. Like every GM's worst nightmare is yeah. the four to five year revamp and relook back on the draft and yeah. go, ah, good job out of you, man. You're the one who passed out on a first ballot Hall of Famer. So they're it, all petrified it, with it, these quarterbacks. It makes it hard to get the next job. Like, hell yeah. Now you're that guy. Like, why did you pass on him again? You know what? We're not going to hire you this time. We'll, we'll, or thanks for coming in for the, you're the, you're the guy who has a quarterback fall into your lap and that you get a gene. You looked at as a genius, but like you were just taking it as a flyer, <clears throat> Tom Brady. So you had no idea what was going on. Like, <laughs> so like, I, I love the fact that the Patriots, I I will take the accolades that Bill Belichick is this guy, this genius. He could have drafted Tom Brady six times before he drafted Tom Brady. 
He took him in the sixth round. It wasn't like the Patriots are really high Very on Tom Brady. They weren't really Very high on Tom Brady either. Back, yeah, they just were really like, yeah. oh, fuck it, take him. Like it, was right, just like, right. it was not like a situation where they were gung-ho about Tom Brady, and he falls into your lap in the sixth round, and you finally are like, okay, we have a sixth-round grade on the guy. Go ahead and take him. So that's the fear factor with any one of these GMs looking at the quarterback spot. Hooker's the same thing. What if Hooker comes in in the NFL, and he's Michael Vick, and he's unbelievable? And you passed on him because of a medical that was dumb and he was going to heal from it. Everyone knew he was going to heal from it. So listen, I don't know. Pass on guys. And eventually you get over it. I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers passed on Dan Marino. He was right Right. in the neighborhood. He could have left at home. And they, they let that all that talk and pre-draft talk and everything. And he fell to the dolphins. Dan Marino turned out pretty okay. And he would have looked great in black and gold. That was, I mean, and they took, a defensive lineman named Gabe Rivera, who unfortunately had a unbelievably bad car accident and was paralyzed from the waist down and never played it down for the team. Like you don't know how these things are going to turn out, but everybody that's here in the chat, put down who you think Houston's taken. Just put it down for just put it in the chat right now because there's people talking. I see Zach, the hat came in and said he likes Will Anderson there. Yeah, well, um, no, here's the thing. So Eric, at, uh, and, and I know you hate draft talk, but Eric at home's from my hometown and he does mock drafts for the NFL network mm-hmm. for, for NFL.com. So if you want to put Eric on, we can get Eric on if you want to do okay. a mock draft thing, but you, I know you hate it. So I haven't, I haven't suggested it, but his latest mock that came out just an hour ago, uh huh. Bryce Young one, Will Anderson two, the Texans go defense, but he has the Raiders moving up, trading with the Cardinals and the Raiders selecting CJ Stroud. With what pick? The third pick of the draft? The third pick in the draft. The Raiders will come up from what? Seven to three to go get CJ Stroud. And then they have their quarterback of the future, which is what they ultimately, which is what Josh McDaniels wants. Garoppolo is not a full-time long-term fix. He's a band-aid. Wow. I mean, I I like it. I mean, if if you're going to, I mean, it it essentially says (laughs) we're not trying to win next year. What do you think about the Caleb talk? Like tanking for Caleb. I hate it. A lot of people are talking about that. For the Raiders? For a couple teams. Not for the Raiders. For other teams. It's not for the Raiders. It doesn't make any sense for the – no, because – Just go with Jimmy G and go with what happens, no? Because Jimmy G is not going to come in here to play to lay down. Jimmy G wants to go to the playoffs. Of course. So you have too much talent. You have have way too much talent on that roster. You've got a good offensive line. I don't think they should do it, but like there's teams that are doing it. They should. Okay. Suck for luck, you know – (laughs) <laughs> catastrophic for Caleb. I don't know what you're going to come up with. You come up with some, t- some term, but there are teams that are going to do that. And teams that probably should do that, that do not have the talent. Mm. You might as well burn it down teams at the top of this draft. For instance, the Texans, you know, those types of teams. If I'm the Texans, I'm trying to lose every single game that I'm going to play next year because you get Caleb Williams in Houston you draft Will Anderson this year. You draft Caleb Williams next year. If I'm the Texans, if there's not a quarterback in this draft that I think is my guy, I burn it to the ground next year. I lose every game and go after Caleb Williams. Wow. That's the team that should be doing it because they don't have any talent anyway. 
I don't know about tanking for anybody ever. I, I just don't. I, I I don't know. I mean, it was tanking for Tua, wasn't it? Is that what the Dolphins were? And they it was right, and they, and they got him. Yep, they got him. I mean, it worked, but I don't know. Like, don't I you mean, play sports to win? No, I, I just, no, apparently not. When okay. you when you have tanks, if you're the Cavaliers, you tanked for LeBron. You know, it's you, you figure out ways of getting guys who change your franchise, who change your future, who are generational talent. I mean, the Colts taking Will Levis as the third quarterback off the board at number four would be wild because then I'm, I'd be close. This is what Ed Holmes says. I, I said top four picks being quarterback. This would be three of four picks being quarterbacks, according to Eric Edholm. Okay. I, I'd be close to getting what I thought could happen. But then you get into some other guys, edge rushers and cornerbacks and, and whatnot. But I, I can't wait to see what teams like the Eagles wind up doing because, you know, the Eagles could potentially have, make moves. They could go up. They could draft B. John Robinson to you know help their offense out. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. It's at that pick right there. I mean, they may take him with the thirtieth pick. They could take B. John Robinson. I mean, that would be a phenomenal. Have back you heard about this Derrick Henry to to the Eagles rumors trade? Heard about this, yeah. I, on draft day or after draft day? I don't know. I just got a text about it yesterday. It's it was possible. Like, Listen, I'm not. I, somebody asked me this morning. I got a text from someone else about the draft. I'm like, is that this week? I just responded back just <laughs> okay. just to end the conversation because I okay. I don't. It doesn't matter. Bye. I'd rather talk about the playoffs. All right, let's talk about the playoffs. Sunday. Let's recap. Sure. We, we we had Saturday done with before Bernie. After Bernie, we'll do Sunday. So here's the trends in the NBA right now. Yes. Every game played in which the favorite has won in the NBA playoffs so far. Yes. Every game has covered except two. Suns, Warriors are the only two teams. Warriors yesterday, Suns, I think it was Friday. And the Suns covered the original number. That they did. They didn't cover the, the closing number. number. They didn't Correct. cover the close. Yes. Yes, but they, but they closed. They didn't cover the This is all closing number now. Right. Okay. As a bookmaker, what do you make of this? Make the numbers higher. Take some they bets started, on the dog. They started to do this. The yeah. Celtics being favored by seven. It was six and it was six and closed at seven and a half. They won by eight. Yeah. We're getting to that number where now we're starting to slide. I mean, this is, I think, as a book, as a, as a gambler, I think you have to look at the books right now as we head into the second round in particular, that some of these numbers may be a point or two too high. <laughs> and the yeah. dogs might be very valuable soon. Listen, you give us the same game multiple times in one of two venues, the numbers are going to get tighter. The numbers the are going to get outcome harder. outcome is not getting tighter. No, but That's at least problem. you can get to a number that it might fall close to because making a team three and a half or four and then winning by double digits isn't working from the book standpoint. So you got to make them higher. Did you see the lines for the games tomorrow? Hello. Not tomorrow. What are they tomorrow? Oh, okay. Uh, let's play. Don't look. Don't look. Okay. You're not looking, are you? You don't have tabs nope. open. Nope. Atlanta's at Boston. What's your number, sir? Eight. Twelve. Thank wow. you for playing. Minnesota's wow. at Denver. What's your number? Ten. Nine and a half. Good number. That's good. Okay. Nine, nine and a half. Pretty much uh, just hit refresh. Nine. Okay. And finally, the Clippers go to Phoenix to close out their season and probably no Kawhi playing and everything else. What is that number, sir? Six and a half? Twelve. Twelve. Without knowing whether whether 
So that mean that that number clearly states that Kawhi's not playing. That number clearly states that Kawhi's not playing, PG's not playing, and I don't know if half the team's even going down to the desert. That thing is a wrap series over. 12. 12. 12. 12. Yeah, you want to play? Now you really want to lay? Good luck. Thanks for coming. Yeah. 12 for the Celtics in trending up. Nine is probably where the Minnesota-Denver game is going to finish because Minnesota gave them all a glimmer of hope uh, by winning that game last night. <laughs> right. no, I think they route. can cover. Yeah, it's to be a route. And Clippers go. They should bring the golf clubs to Arizona because it's still a nice time to go golfing down in Phoenix. And right. um, that one's a done deal. So there th- there you go. There, you want your, your extra point spreads? What did Kendall say? Point spreads are dumb? Stupid. Stupid point spreads are stupid. They are they're stupid. I mean, they look, are it, tomorrow. I mean, and well, this series is 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 clean because it, it's clear with the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers because like when Phoenix well, when the Clippers won the game, they're seven seven and a half point dogs won the game outright. Mm-hmm. When they were catching eight points and lost, they lost by fourteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they did cover, but not that closing number like we talked about that five. The, the line closed at seven and a half, and they they lost by five, but technically covered, but didn't cover every other number because of the Kawhi situation. And then there were seven and a half point dogs the last game and they lost by 12. I mean, they're not just the numbers. It's four, five, six points. Like it's easy clearance with, with these numbers right now. And I've been, we, we've been talking about this. I think the space is talking about this a lot saying point spreads. If you like the favorite, don't worry about what the number is. At least not right now. Just go ahead and drop it and you're good. Things are going to get a lot harder in the second round. Yes. Enjoy it while you can. This is the time of year for the book where you're just like, you know what? Don't you want to bet baseball? You should probably bet baseball right now. <laughs> like, hey, you know, we have hockey. There's a lot of hockey stuff going on. Right. Have you tried the golf? Like, oh, you know, no you're thing, trying no. to kind of get them away from know, it. Yeah. Do some other off. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How did Steph Curry pull a Chris Weber yesterday? I mean, Man, that happens. It like, does. What? In a playoff game to a Hall you of had a timeout. How does that happen? You called timeout when they didn't have a timeout. How does oh it happen? Oh boy, that's a fear factor for me. That's a that's a you don't see a mistake like that being made by Steph Curry very much. That's a rarity. Don't you think? I mean, they got pushed to the brink yesterday. They, I mean, Sacramento had a shot to win the game, which would have put them up three one with the rest of the games at home, except one. It should have hit that shot. I mean, Harrison that Barnes shot. should have hit that shot. I mean. I don't like the shot. I, I don't like a three when you don't need a three. A two wins it. It's taking a three is just for, I don't know, you're being extra for no reason. But <sighs> it was wide open. I mean, it was Dixie Chicks wide open spaces, baby. It was, he was, he had no one around him. Clang. Are we watching the Sacramento Kings growing up right before our eyes? Well, of course, but they lost. It's, it's okay. That's okay. I mean, would have liked to have win if I'm Sacramento, but we got to win game five now because yeah. we can't go and win six. We don't need it to get to a game seven. We don't want it to go to a game seven. We got to take care of business at home though. But and that I think they will. to me I, that they can win a game in Golden State. Fair. I haven't seen one thing yet from Golden State that makes me think they're going to go to Sacramento and, and they got to win. win one. They got to win one of the two. They have to advance. To. They got to win one of the two. And I'm with you. I don't know if I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. It's two two. 
The home team has won all the games, but which road team has the better shot of winning on the road? Absolutely Sacramento. Without a and doubt. But the Kings don't have to. The Kings can just go ahead and win all the home games and win it in seven and advance. You just don't want to play a game seven, though. You Against the Warriors? Play. Hell no, you don't. You don't want to play a game seven. You don't no, because Steph, Steph goes for a 50 spot and that's it. You're done. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that entirely. Yeah. The one and a half, by the way. That game is not until Wednesday. Thank you, NBA, for all that momentum off. you built up yesterday. Built around my whole day of watching that game along with the Bruins game, which right. turned out to be okay in the beginning, but meaningless at the end because I mean, the end was great. Don't get me wrong. That was one of my favorite things about yesterday. We'll get to favorite things about today at the end of this show. You're getting goalie fights tonight? Because Oh, give me up. some Allmark saying, Kachuk, that's it, man. I'm taking my mask off. You want a piece of me? I'll take it. And all the guys go, even the ref was like, Lena, stop. Like, yeah, you're stop. the goalie. Yeah, stop. Like, like, we're going to just send you to the locker room. Go get some weapons ready. You know, you're going to go win the yeah. cup. We can't have you getting hurt, hitting yeah, like, Chuck in the head and oh, messing gosh. your hand. Up. Could you stop. imagine that? No, no, no. <sighs> Oilers go down 3 nothing after one period and win the game. I mean, oh. if you're the Kings, whoa. You got all the momentum in the world. Captain Kopitar scores the third goal. The roof practically oh. blows off the Staples Center. I'm at home watching a game, having fun tweeting, and the kids are downstairs, and Kendall's been on fire. She's been picking the games before every game. She wow. told me yesterday that the Stars were going to win. Nice. She told me that the Oilers were going to win, and I went down after the period went downstairs and said, what, what do you think? And she said, well, there's still two more periods, right? I said, yeah, but I don't know. Call. She's like, she's like, it's not over yet. I said, okay. So at three, three, you get the chirp, you get the, you get the, Hey, I told you <laughs> they were going to come back. And I'm like, you're right. Okay. Four, three, four, three Kings. Huh. Like, oh, okay. Let's let's lock this down. Don't take another penalty. You can't take a penalty against the Oilers because they play tic-tac-toe better than anybody. Boom, boom, boom. Give it the puck to dry side. It'll finish. Unbelievable. It's a mate. Like you want to I mean, talk about a power play with a purpose. That is it. I mean, I lost, I would have had a monster day yesterday if McDavid had gotten three, had gotten four shots. And I thought that was an absolute lock because I probably that three, two. He only had two shots on goal. Three assists. They yeah, took was, oh, they oh. took away every and, and and I get why. I mean, like he had seven shots in the last game. So on the Twitter spaces, we were talking about this because I I was parlaying because Bobrovsky going in net was an automatic fire on the over. I was like, this is a damn Get gift. Putting Bobrovsky in net. I was like, thank you, Florida. This is great. Bet the over. <laughs> this is an automatic bet it over. So I got that right, obviously. And then I was what I thought was the easiest play of the day, which was McDavid to have more than three and a half shots. Cause he had gone way over it. The three previous games. I can't even be angry at it because he was so good passing the puck to dry saddle. It was just, uh, it was, I got everything he was doing. He's like, okay, if I can't be a shooter, I'll be a playmaker and I can get three assists and set my team up to win a game. And only two shots. I get why. Cause they, they literally sent two people at him every time he had the puck. So there's, there's great players that score goals. And then there's 
great players that make other players better. And same thing in basketball. There's great players that score points, but super great players, next generational players, make everyone better. McDavid did that last night. He was tremendous. Drysaddle, tremendous. Evander Kane, throw him on that line. Oh, by the way, he scores the goal. And Edmonton is not only back I, in the series, they're back favored. Like, yeah. Do you think they put Kane? Do you put Kane? Because I early early in the game, McDavid got clipped, got hit really hard. Uh-huh. Was slow to was slow to get up. When I saw Patrick Kane on the dry saddle in McDavid line, I went, "Oh, okay. So if you're gonna yeah. take a run at McDavid. Kane's on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's coming for your head. Yeah. Never saw." A, a, a game tying goal coming from Patrick Kane, but that's again that's Evander another pass from McDavid. Sorry, thank you, Evander Kane. I in one's a scorer, one's a fighter, but Evander Kane to have that shot in one's a game. Well, Evander Kane not. is a skilled hockey player. He is, I mean, but he's, he's more known for his physicality. You need that on a line with guys that can fly. Yeah. You know, because the only way to, I mean, you can't learn how to skate faster in a week. So the only thing you can do is physically slow them down, hit them, chip right. them. He was, I mean, McDavid got, I was in the, the, the Kings made a concerted effort to try to be very oh, physical. Yeah. So- with McDavid after the seven shot game in game three. And I mean, that drop off pack to Kane, that snap goal was impressive. And then oh. man, the overtime goal, I felt like it was just, you know, one of those, like, what the hell let's just shoot the puck and see what happens. And it went in. I was like, wow, that's the game-winning goal? That was a soft goal. Well, I mean, I, I it was a good shot. Hyman was open. I mean, it, it was, was a, wide the, open. Yeah, there was nobody there, but it still was the a shot. pass, goal. if you rewatch it, I, I tweeted it. There was a lot of people tweeting the goals last night. It was so much yeah. fun. But he the pass to spring him was magical. I yeah. mean, and it's it's I mean, I I love the pass as much as the goal. That was always one of my – I would rather right. have made a prettier pass that would lead to a, a layup in basketball right. or a tap-in goal. Those are awesome. That's a hell of a series. I don't think the Kings are out of it by any means, but, mm. man, all the momentum's back on the Oilers' side. That was, yeah, that's going to be a Now, do game. you start Campbell, who finished the game, or do you start Skinner? Because Skinner was your guy, gave up three goals in the first period. It's textbook. Get us to the locker room. They talk about it in the locker room. Here comes Campbell. He comes out. He keeps him in the game until they tie it. He gives up a goal that was eh, but now he wins the game. And now you have a goalie controversy in Edmonton, do you not? Or do you just go back to Skinner and say, Jack, thanks. Be ready again. Oh, it's so hard. I mean, I think the play would be to play Skinner because I think without looking at it, I'm pretty sure Skinner had a much better goals against average at home than Campbell did. So that would factor in who plays better at home. It's and like I think having it's a little kid that falls off a bike. What do you do? You get him back on the bike and right. as you're learning how to ride a bike. Skinner, you're fine. You get back in it. Like you're the starter. You're our guy. Right. We need you right. back. Because if you leave him out and then you go back to him after, I don't know. Some people have the school of thought that they leave the hot hand in. Campbell came in, won the game, let him ride until he loses. But I think, for me, and maybe it's old school thinking or whatever, I put Skinner back in and say, go win us a series, man. I'm with you. If you're Florida, Bruins up three games to one. <laughs> they played Alex Lyon for the first three games. Yeah, how'd that work out? Down 2-1. Yeah. 
So and they said, okay, we have a two-time Vezina Trophy winner in Sergio, Sergei Bobrovsky. Let's yeah. go ahead and put Bob in net, which yeah. I went, oh my gosh, they're desperate. How'd that work out? Not good. Yeah. Not good. Bruins run away with it in a rout. I would not play Patrice Bergeron in game five. Would you? I mean, I'd ask Patrice first and foremost, do you need to play? Do you want to play? How do you think your health is? Because it might get a little, uh, might get a little ugly, might get a little chippy, might get a little nasty, like it did at the end of game four. And I don't need that's to all game five's going to be. Run. That's all game five's going to be. Florida's beaten. They know it. They're dead. Is it an extra long flight from Miami to Boston? Like they took an extra day off. They don't play until Wednesday. Yep. And it's great because Patrice gets extra extra rest. Bruins are going to win this series and then let Tampa and Toronto go to seven. Get Bergeron, get all the rest. I do not play. I do not play him. I don't play oh. Krejci. I don't play Bergeron. I don't play oh. anybody who has anything nicked up in game five. I let the Bruins go and win it because they'll win it without him. They don't need him. Yeah. Jay Park came in the chat just now and said, to be fair, not many of those goals were Bob's fault. That may be the case. I mean, Boston was better yesterday. Boston's better, period. Boston's better every single time they take the ice. There's no question about it. Um, I'm with you. I, if they don't need to play, I don't, I don't want them to play. I mean, this team, this team has, has a former MVP on the third line who scored yesterday. I keep, I, I mean, I, I keep on going back it's to the nice talent by Taylor Hall. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, sick. Nice I mean, they, they just have guys that they can roll out there that they, other teams would have them on their, you know, a top six starter. And it's, it's an opportunity for the Bruins. I think to get some other guys, some run to get some line experiments going mm. and then bring back. Krejci and Bergeron next week when you're going to have a war in your hands, no matter who comes out of that other side, mm. Tampa or Toronto is going to be an absolute war. So our, our Linus or Linus Crimmage just came in to chat. Um, he's the BVB Linus. So thank you, sir. But he said every NHL series this week has an extra day rest, whether it's between four and five or five and six. So that makes sense because this is when, I mean, the series are getting physical and nasty. I mean, did you see what happened? Not only just in a Florida Boston game, but you just talked about Tampa, Toronto. Hello. How in the hell somebody's head's getting taken off in that game tonight. Well, we'll get to that game in a second. Let's talk to tonight's NBA games. Only two of them. And we'll get to some hockey games. The bucks are laying seven. They lost game three. <laughs> Milwaukee's got Giannis coming back. <laughs> yeah. Do they uh, route tonight? Do they kill the heat? I mean, listen, I was on this morning, both with Ben Stevens in the morning after, um, and then with Keith and Moose. And I got the line screen up, and I'm like, well, Giannis is playing. They're like, what are you talking about? Did it come out? Is it official? I'm like, no, the line's moving. It was four and a half. Yep. I said, it's five is and it a half. Now it's six. Now I just clicked refresh. You know what the line is right now? Eight. It's eight or yeah. seven. Yeah. Giannis is playing it, and Milwaukee's it. winning. What else do you want to talk about? Right. No, it's true. I did. It's just a matter of how many points are they going to win by? Ugh. I'd be very curious because, I mean, much like Boston and the, and the the Atlanta Hawks, it's just there's a big talent mismatch. It's just when you have Giannis on the court, it's a big mismatch. They asked me a good question this morning, um, and the boys had the graphics and all this other stuff. The Boston and the Milwaukee flip between favorite to win it all. Yep. Keep going back and forth. Yep. 
okay. And, and they asked why, and I kind of just gave them a, a brief thing. People bet it, you know, mm-hmm. simple. But can Milwaukee win the, the championship without Giannis? No. Absolutely not. I don't think no. there's even a question. No, not even a, not even a debate. I mean, not even cool. No. I, I've never been a Chris Middleton guy. I'm not. I'm not in love. He's he's not. A, he's won a championship, so he's showing me wrong that he can be a Robin. I'm just. He can't be Batman. They ain't winning a championship without Giannis. It's not even a debate. I, I, I no. It, yeah, I totally. Boston takes apart in f- six games, maybe five, if they were playing the Bucks without Giannis. Right. Not even. Not even close. There's no. Yeah, Boston's got a big, big matchup problem with Giannis against the the non Giannis Bucks. It's not hard to beat them at all. all right. Lakers minus four and a half against Memphis. All that talk. All that. I mean, I'm surprised that you surprised that Brooks didn't get suspended for this game. No. I am. They suspended. Why? Because they suspended uh they Draymond got a game for a shot to the groin. Fast transgressions. Go ahead. And then Murray is being investigated for hitting the referee after the game yesterday. Between Which he clearly did. Clearly did. That I was not an accident. Nope. And if he, he was saying that's an accident, that's a hard way to walk and go, oh, I didn't see him. <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm yelling at him, <laughs> while I'm walking at him. Yeah, he, he knew what he was doing. So yeah. he may get suspended as well. I think, I think the NBA is going to get a little worried about taking players off the court for, during the playoffs. So that's why Brooks wasn't suspended for this game. But – Lakers Did winning you hear cover, LeBron's right? LeBron's quote, like the interview where he said, Yeah, he hit me in a crown jewels. Right. No. Okay. He he actually said that. Literally hit me in a crown jewels. But he's the king. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Did he just go there? He called yeah, he him did. the crown jewels. Because he's the king. So, you know. These guys all know what they're doing. You've got to give them credit when credit's yeah. due. LeBron said he hit me in a crown jewels. I chuckled out loud. That was That's pretty good. good. Lakers win and cover, don't they? Isn't this the game that Memphis covers? They better. Covers or wins? Well, I think they're live to win, but I, I think like the line's four and a half right now. It's 1142 Pacific, 242 Eastern, 142 Central, and 1242 Mountain Time. Live. If you guys are listening to the show or watching the show live again, thank you. If you're hearing this later, this is the game that's the closest game of the series. I don't think this is a blowout. I don't. I, I don't think. I mean, you. If you take the Lakers, I'd rather take them on a money line tonight. Okay. I think they could win late, last second. This game may may come down. It's the so, season for Memphis. We I mean, saw the game yeah. go to overtime yesterday in you know Denver, Minnesota. Like this could. I think this is a very close game. The total is steaming up right now. They're betting this over like they already know the final. Huh. It's up to two twenty two and a half, two twenty three in places offshore. It's steaming up right now. If you like the total, you got to bet it over if you still have any 222s left because it's already flying up. Hmm. All right. Rangers try to go up 3-1 tonight. Hockey? We switched to hockey now? Only two games in the NBA today. I love it. There's four games in the NHL, only two games. This is a hockey night. This isn't a basketball night. Less basketball. (laughs) Hockey! Rangers are minus 150 against the Devils. Total is five and a half here in this one. Devils win game three, two, one in overtime. Repeat of game three. What a game. That came down to what? Overtime again. Yep. Dougie Hamilton. I love when guys 
use the name that everybody calls him. You know, he's been Dougie probably for his whole life. Yeah. And he's still Dougie. I put an I, E, or Y at the end of everybody's name. I just always did because that's what guys older than me did. So right. everybody's, you know, East Annie, Coast Dougie. Thing, yeah. It's a, yeah. I don't, is it an East Coast thing? Yeah. Is it? Yes. Patty, Maddie, Stevie, Timmy, Johnny. Yeah. It's an East Coast thing. I guess so. It's an Italian I, thing. It, it's an ethnic East Coast thing. 100% everybody did it in, in our family. Like yeah. that was, that's true. Now that you say that, um, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's an automatic. I'm actually leaning Rangers tonight. Yes, I am too. If I had to bet this sideways, right? I was now, stunned that the Devils won game one, game three. So yes, I think it's a bounce back spot. I think a lot of these series are going to be over relatively fast in the NHL in the first round. Really? Yep. Four one finals. I think we're going to have a lot of gentlemen sweeps in the man, NHL. Man, I think this is one of those games where this is as far as repeat game three. I think yeah. the total, like this is this is under tight, like just one of those things. If the Rangers get a lead, it could open up. If the Devils get a lead, lockdown, baby. It is tight. It is it is one one maximum two two going into the third late. Okay, if they win tonight, if Devils win and even up the series, and, oh. and, the ro- and the road team wins all four games to start this series, my goodness, how wild is that going to be? It's like which home team protects home ice will win the thing. Who win? The, right. Who will win the the division? Will win the 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 series? I'm. This is a this is a must watch game for me. I I cannot wait to watch this game. This is going to be fascinating. I wish it wasn't at the same time as the other game. Because yeah. we got two must-watch games early. We got some good games late, too, but... It starts before Tampa Toronto, at least, though. Yeah, I know. Exclusively watch first period. Right. And then kind of flip-flop back and forth. But I think the beginning of the Toronto-Tampa game will be must-watch television. Well, let's get to that. Tampa yeah. oh. down 2-1 at home. Toronto coming in. It's basically a pick in terms of the number. So who wins? It's crazy. I mean, when you look at this thing, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different books. Huh? It's five and five right now. Uh-huh. Who's, who's on the minus side? The little extra. Yeah, whether it's minus one eleven, minus one ten. This is one of the few times where I I I use the word value with this pick. Oh, I got plus money for a home dog. I had to take it. Tampa had to take it. You're giving me plus money on a team like Tampa at home against a a team like Toronto, who is known to fold with their season on the line. It's too good of a it's too good of a play not to take the plus money on on Tampa. See, man, Samson Osman is so good. Like he's been he's given Toronto opportunities yeah. to win games every but game. But could very well turn the, the clock back for tonight, knowing the team needs him. Turn the clock back, forget about it. He's been that guy too. Yeah. Like he still is that guy. Yet these games are going over because they can't stay out of the penalty box. Teams are physically. This series is nasty, and the health of Tampa is the major concern. Now these guys are going to find a way to play, but Braden Point not playing is huge for Toronto. Let alone a couple of the other guys. 
or for for Tampa, I mean. Right, him out. Right, it's big. Um, I can't wait to watch it. I don't have a strong opinion either way, but my, you know, backed into a corner play would be Tampa. And so, yeah. if this is in better to book it, mm-hmm. which we do at the end of the show every mm-hmm. day too, um, I it would is. say bet it. It is Vegas, Winnipeg. Here we go. Knights looking to go up three games to one. Total is five and a half. Vegas wins game three. Can they win game four? Again, a pick, basically. I thought this was, I thought game three was a wrap. When it was 4 1, I was like, yeah, I'm not really watching it It that much. And then it was was. 2. I mean, at the end of the end, it was. I mean, they won. But it wasn't comfortable the way that you would want a four-one game to end. Yeah, it's there's no way that they can allow those goals to come back and tie it, and then overtime and all this. I, that was. Is it, do you find it odd the books keep on putting five and a half up? No. Every no, game's going because I know the guys doing it. They're just but every they're, game's going. It's three and zero to the over. I know. So what did you want to use? Six and take all the bets under? No, we're good. Yeah. Well, six, you get a push out of it. You, you, you would have pushed the first game. Yeah. 5-1, five, 5-2, five, 5-4. Five, had one team score five goals in every game. You put a five and a half total up. This is a thank, this is a thank you, sir. Can I have another? Just keep betting it over. Bet the over. <laughs> Just bet the over. Just keep on betting over five and a half. I mean, they, they keep. I, I'm with them. The numbers for Winnipeg at home keeps on saying these games should go under Winnipeg was the number th- was a third best team to the under this year in the NHL. I made a ton of money betting on Winnipeg unders at home with Hellebuck and net. It doesn't compute, but they keep on going over. So what do you do? Do, you, the over. do you buck the trend and go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go with those numbers. I'm going to go with the, everything. No, I, I would look, at the, look at the way the game's being played and go to six and say, well, okay, I'll push. We don't have to do that as the book. You have to pick. I'll make it five and a half and give you something to think about. Or we'll go to six and a half then, like all the other. Oh, hell no. We ain't doing that. Look, the East Coast book, go to six and a half. Why? It's gone over six in two of the three games. Yeah, we're not doing that. Seven and nine, you've had goals being scored. I know. Just saying you've cleared it and it's five and a half over. You want to give me five and a half in this series? Every time you give me five and a half, over. Betting over. It's over minus fifteen, minus twenty. It was one ten? Uh, was it? Was it? No, it was, was one ten last night. You got wow. On, I think I got one twenty. Hold on. Okay, uh, that's probably. I mean, that's the prevailing number right now. Yeah, one twenty. Yes, over. Okay. Yet. No, 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 no. I got minus one ten. No, no, no. Good work. Yeah. So there's that, and Avalanche minus one fifty tonight against Seattle. This is going to be a walk, right? Colorado's winning this game. Seattle was a much better road team than home team. Boy, that place was electric. Electric. The first playoff game ever in franchise history. Those people will remember that. And what did the Avalanche do? And then that first goal where they're winning and they're like, oh my goodness, we could actually win. And then boom. Or like you say, boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and out the room. Bye-bye. And it's all over. Bye-bye. Yes. McKinnon in the boom. Dear. Man, that McKinnon got jets in his skates. Over. Over. Well, this, yep. this the book said uncle. Six. Enough of this five over. and a half 
Kaka. No oh. more. Move the number. Let them bet under all they want. The game's going over. Because Seattle plays wide open. It's perfect for, for goals. It's perfect especially, for the count. Especially, it doesn't matter whether they get up or they're down. Right. They they're still trying yeah. to score for every game. Yep. That's their only path. With their goaltending situation the way it is, that's their only path to victory. They're not Agreed. winning a 2-1 game. Agreed. So The Grand Salami, once again, 23 and a half, but the books are juicing into the over now. Yes. Only two days so far since we started tracking this back last Monday when the playoffs began. Only two times has this gone under. Stubborn. Huh? Odds makers. It just won't, <laughs> it won't move the number. Move the damn number, boys. Just make it 24 and a half. What's the worst that can happen? Somebody will bet you under? Yep. So what? <laughs> you just had this guy here tell you it's gone over every day except two. Yep. I mean... How many days has the playoffs been? Twelve, uh, somewhere. Yeah, I believe that's right. I think we've no, been, I think no, it's, it's nine. Today's the twenty fourth. I think it started on the fifteenth or the sixteenth. It's the ninth, ninth day of the playoffs. Okay, so yeah, so we're six and two. Yeah, to the over. Yeah, you tell me. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's goals, coming goals, goals. back. Why would we leave the number the same? There's four the games is, put up 23 and a half. And the problem is that every day that this has gone over, we've had one game with have eight goals or more. We've had, a, we've had basically a third of this number get, get put in, in one game, which is going five, four, six, four. We're just seeing like these big numbers and then you're dead. Like if you get one game like that, the salami over is hitting. Offense has been the name of the game here. Forget. Is there a game hobby. like that tonight? Yes, this one, Colorado. Well, this one gets an, an extra goal or two. We, we don't, Easy. We yeah, I mean, I think Seattle scores three, and I think five for Colorado. Well, that was the final score of game three, was it not? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was 6-4, was it not? That was 5-3. Well, that it went over, good. regardless. Yeah, I hit it. it was Somebody over. in the chat put the final score was game three, just so we see it. But yes, it's, it's going to happen. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, this is over. This is the overnight, right? This is, we've been flip-flopping. It doesn't matter. Either either night is over. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. True. It's this is over. Correct. So. Yes. Okay. All right. Baseball, your time to crow a little bit here. Your pilots oh! seven games in a row. Hey! They're in first place in the central. We got JC from Casey on the, on the Twitter spaces asked you this question. I'm going to ask you it here on BVB live. To bet the pirates to make the playoffs. Four to one, five to one, shop it, find the book. Good bet. Hmm. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I, 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 I'm very excited with what's going on right now. 16 wins, projected 66 wins. Yeah, we need over 66 and a half. That will be a fun season win to You cash. might get that in July. And then you have to wait until October to cash it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's just sitting there earning. That's fine. Um, to make the playoffs. Listen, we went through it a little bit briefly on the on the spaces. We could do it here. Dodgers, Padres. Yeah. Pirates play the Dodgers this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm. Tatis back. Interesting uh series in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Then they play the Nationals three games. Then they play the Rays three games in Ooh. Tampa. Yuck. Nine games. What do the Pirates do in those nine games? Three four against and, the Dodgers. Four and five. Or five and four most likely are the two legitimate answers to that question. 
So four and, five, four and five. I mean, yes, I know it's April and it's a long yeah. season for the Buckos. Yes, Jay Dow, I know that. I tweeted it today at Sports BK can sink. Okay. Okay. But it's nighttime in Pittsburgh behind me on every show that I go on most of the time. And the pirates still hit me here. This is exciting. I'm riding this shit out. You should. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, but, it's April. It's early, but playoff, but, yes or no? Good bet or no. Dodgers, Padres. Yeah. NL West. One There's three wild card one teams. Mate. So this good. Okay. You, you, That's one. So one out of the West. East. Braves. One out of the NL East. Yep. Mets. Okay. Right now. Yep. That leaves the NL Central winner and one other team. Diamondbacks in NL West, maybe. That's going to be your competition, um, probably. It's going to be your Phillies. Your your, your competition will be the Phillies, Diamondbacks, and Pirates, most likely. Now the Cardinals are going to have something to say too. The Brewers. And Brewers well, they, I, I think they'll win this. I think the Brewers will win the division. Whoa, whoa! You know, there's traveling the Pirates in the in the standings right now. Yeah, right? but they won't at the end. <sighs> they do now, but it's April twenty fourth. So we're, I mean, to win a division. Is uh, not winning. And said they're thirteen to one. They're not winning the division. Why? Well, they only got to be four teams to do that. No, I think the Cubs aren't for real. Oh, <gasps> St. Louis will play much better. The Cubs aren't for real. Milwaukee wins the division. Oh, and then the question is going to be: Chicago think they are for real? What are you talking about? They can. Uh, that's fine. You know, that's whatever. It's it's you know they're twelve and nine. I I think they're a five hundred baseball team. And then I think the Brewers win the division, and then the Pirates will come. I mean, they've won seven in a row, eight of ten. They're nine and four on the road. That's not going to continue. Why not? Because you're the Pirates. You're not going to go. You're not going to go win eight in the Pirates. You're, you're not going to play seven hundred ball on the road. You're not going to play seven hundred ball on the road. Seven hundred. Nine and nine and four. You're not going to do that. Hell of a start. <laughs> it's a hell of a start, but you're not going to do that. They're getting the pitching. Like Fine, the thing is, the they're road. winning the games with the pitching. Yeah. In April, we could win the games with the pitching all yeah. season long. Dick Mountain is not winning games for you in August. Okay. Don't He's not. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> Rich Dick Hill is Mountain. not winning games in August for you. Not happening. Listen, we may go get someone to come in and okay. win us games That's in fine. August and September. That's fine. If okay, this yeah. keeps up. We'll be buyers at the deadline, not is, sellers. I would agree. And that's why it will be super fun in Pittsburgh this summer because they will be buyers and they could add somebody. They could add a rental. They could add a bat. They could do something to help the team where in years or decades past, they've been the quadruple A farm system for all the contenders. It's not even nice. I mean, it's, it's not, you didn't need to say it today. <laughs> it's okay? the truth. We've got the best record in the National League. They do, but it's the truth. They, they have been, but now they won't be. So that's great. It'll be, I look, I love when new teams are in there. I think it's great. It's great. Imagine, imagine the Padres and the Pirates playing a wild card series. No, I be really fun because no, I, I, I 100% will be there. Right. 100%. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Huh. You love it. The Rays are 19 and three. It's unbelievable. They have a plus 88 run differential. Insane. Is there any value on betting them to win the World Series right now? Or do you wait? What's the number now? I it's not looked. great. I mean, value-wise, it's not outstanding. I mean, I haven't looked. Is it bad, bad? Like, no, it's just it, it, you can shop. I was at 20 to 1. 
No, way less. Uh, it's April, right? Yeah, it's eight to one. April. Eight to one. Eight. To eight one. to one. Yep. Braves are five five fifty. Seven to one Astros. Seven fifty Dodgers. Eight to one Rays. It's just disrespect. <laughs> it's too low to bet it right now. I mean, the Pirates have the best record in the National League. They're 150 to 1 to win the World Series. The Rays have the best record in the American League. They're 8 to 1 to win the World Series. Uh-huh. Tell me where the value lies. The That's Pirates. crazy. They are now the – are they the odds-on choice in the American League? No, the Astros, no, Astros are 7. Still there. They're 8. The Yankees are 9. Mm-hmm. There's value at Toronto, 15, no? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Minnesota's the fifth choice. The Minnesota Twins are 22 to 1 to win the World Series. What the hell's going on with these future prices? They're 12 and 10. They're in first place. What the? I would agree. <laughs> so, no, I would not bet this yet, but I mean, listen, I did this last year with the Exactus. There's value. This ain't going to go much lower. So, I mean, you can buy it and tie it up for six months. What's it going to what? Right. The Rays are 19 and three and they're eight to one. Wait if for the losing in, streak. Yeah. I, I would wait for the long losing streak. Wait for them to lose six games in a row. It's coming. It, it might go back. Yeah. It might go back to double digits. Yeah, I, it's coming. I, I, I much rather know, like, I, I mean, and again, there's people to take these future bets. And I think you, if you're going to take future bets, it's got to be with at least double digits, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you got to buy teams when they're 10 to one, nine to one at mo- at the least. And, you know, take a shot make an investment, let it sit, fester, watch, enjoy, and uh, get something out of it. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't think – I think wait for the losing streak, and then you can bet the Rays. Yeah. The Padres are, are a 500 baseball team, and they're getting Tatis back, or they got Tatis back. He went deep over the weekend. Mm. What's, your, what's your look? Can they win the division? Yeah, they surely can. I think they can. I think they're live to win the division. I, I actually wouldn't mind a bet on them to win the division now at 12 and 12. They're going to get hot. There's going to be a, there's going to be a part May, June. At some point, the, the Padres are going to start to rip off games and rip off, you know, eight, nine, 10 win streak is coming for this team. Them and the Dodgers right now at FanDuel. Dodgers are minus 125. Padres are plus 125. Mm-hmm. The Diamondbacks are 15 to one to win a division. Now, the problem with the Diamondbacks, despite their good start, is they have to beat them both to win the division. That's probably not going to happen. Um, but can the Padres beat the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks? Yes, they can. If they start really hitting, mm-hmm. there's not too many holes in that lineup. They're going to work teams. They're going to win a lot of series, two games to one or three games to four. Right, because they're going to just wear teams out. The bullpen's going to be worn out. They're going to put up like the Sunday number where they'll bet their team total over because mm-hmm. they're going to leave a guy out there for extra innings and and hits that he normally wouldn't because they're going to look at their bullpen and they're going to be like waving a white flag like no, not today. You got to take one for the team. Not good. I I do think that they're going to be live doing the division though. Yeah. All right. Chris Sale goes for Boston today against the Orioles. We have to bet the over in this game, right? Who, by the way, sneakily have won a couple series now and are over 500. Yep. The Red Sox are over 500 today. In last place. They're over 500. In last place. 
they're on pace to win more games than they're going to lose. You know that. Which is, which is what I said they were going to. I thought, thought they'd win 81 games. I thought right 76 and a half was right too now. low. I thought 76 and a half was too low. Yeah. Well, we're back. No. But I mean, you know, you know beating back. up on the Twins and beating up on, you know, teams that aren't really any good. Oh, wait. A, I just said the Twins are the, the fifth. They're, they're 20 to one to win the World Series. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely laughable. They're playing the Orioles today. The Red Sox are, yes. They bet sale every game, P-Roll. They're moving it right now. They're betting it right now, guys. Over? We didn't even bet the say. over. This is, they they scored 12 against the Brewers yesterday. The Red Sox bats are, are kicking, and Chris Sale can't get you out. Listen, I don't like them lefty curveballs. He throw me that curveball and come in <laughs> on my hands, and I might poop my pants. I never liked that lefty curveball on my hands. I couldn't hit it. I didn't yeah, like it. Um, bad, bad. They're betting them right now. They're betting the Red Sox right now. They are betting the over. The line's moving yes. as we speak. Okay. Red Sox bet and over. over. Parlay. There you go. Yeah, bet the over. Bet the over. <laughs> over eight's a better bet. The Red Sox winning. Bet the over. Orioles I like hit what the Orioles sale. are doing, man. Give me the Orioles they, today. They hit sale and sale can't get anybody out. So, yeah. Yeah, I want the Eight. Orioles today. You can have the Orioles. I'll take the over. All right. The Tampa-Houston game is probably the game of the day Tampa, in baseball. Houston. Game of the day. Not a very good slate for Major League Baseball today, but Tampa Houston's a good one. This is a good game. Minus 160, though? Uh, not anymore, sir. What's minus, one, minus 150. All right. Well, 152, 150, 155. Everybody's trying to find the bottom right now for Tampa. Kind of like you Houston, want her, no? Do you want her kitty? I'll take Houston. Yeah. At, that, uh, at a plus price like that. Yeah. Mm. Bradley looked okay. Yeah, looked but okay. What they go for like two innings is the problem with Tampa. I don't care who starts for Tampa. <laughs> they don't leave him in there. Wow. We quickie. just got a guy named in the chat named Matthew Smith who has the, oh, he's adopted the Orioles bird as his logo. The Orioles have allowed three runs in the last 50 something innings. Nervous about that, P. Roll for the total. No, Chris Sales, Chris Sales on the mound. They get six. I'm not worried about the over for the total. Yes. Yeah. Um, you like first Houston? Thing, you said you like the dog? If you're worried about that, just bet a first five total over. There you go. It's going to be four and a half. Um, the Orioles keep playing these close games too, walk off low scoring games because the pitching staff has been really good. Mm. Back to Toronto, Houston, or Tampa, Houston. Um, under? Ooh. Yeah. Eight and a half under. Is Don't minus one fifteen. I uh, got to do the baseball work a little bit more, but I like under, and I think I would shade uh, Tampa. Listen, I'm going like to watching hockey tonight. I'll check the scores later. But the Pirates are off. We're getting ready for the Dodgers series. Not that I'm not watching baseball at all. I'll be watching the scores and checking box scores and highlights after. But I'm watching hockey tonight, man. It's a hockey night. Yeah, I would agree with that. Finally, Diamondbacks are. 12 and 11 and mm-hmm. now favored against the Royals today. These are the games, the Diamondbacks, if they're going to make the playoffs, these are must win games. Yeah. They've got to beat up on the bad teams in the league. They cannot. Is there a team worse in baseball than the Kansas city Royals on paper or look at their record? Yeah, I know. But it's on paper baseball, right? It is. But on paper, is there somebody worse than they are? I don't think so. Record-wise, you are who your record says you are. Bill Parcells I mean, said I mean, that, the, and I like the to Oakland, quote that. Oakland is 
four and eighteen. Oakland's got the worst record. KC's five and seventeen. Oh, four and eighteen, five and seventeen. All right. Yeah. So the second worst record in baseball. The Royals are a layup. Have been for most teams. Yeah. Total in this game down in Arizona. Probably good seats available. We should ask Sonic if he's going. Um, ten is the total. Over minus one twenty. <sighs> Diamondbacks team total over. Diamondbacks minus one forty. Yes. Feels light, no? It does. That's what I was asking. Keller. You gotta win these games. Number down. You've got to win. Like these these are must, must win games for the D backs. Yeah. This is gotta win. Yeah. Got him. Uh, we touched on this on Friday a little bit, and I just want to bring it back up again mm-hmm. real quick. Well, before we do that, let's say, say goodbye to the grid. We'll, say we'll, goodbye we'll, to the grid. We'll do it on the other side. We'll do Bye, it with grid. bonus time. Sports Grid, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We're back tomorrow, same place, same time. If you guys live on YouTube and on Twitter, it's time for BVB bonus time. Well, bonus time action, better to book it and stories that don't make the Sports Grid replay for the show. On Friday, we touched on this, and I just wanted to put this tweet up because you were really supportive, and it stunned me that you were so supportive of what Tennessee did by going Mm -hmm. to tax the handle versus taxing the revenue. Mm -hmm. Our friend Todd Furman says this is one of the single dumbest policies introduced anywhere in any regulated state. Mm. And I I thought you would be of that opinion, and you weren't. You would think this is how everyone should do it. So well, I think after, it's the I think it they're both dumb, but I think this is the less dumb of the first of, of the uh, options. Do like, you agree with Furman that sp- he said straight bets basically ceased to exist and operators will only be incentivized to take high hold parlays like the state run lottery? They already are. That's that's fact. Yes, but making straight bet juices minus one fourteen to minus one seventeen, you're telling everybody we don't want straight bets. That is true. That's bad. That's not good for business. That's bad. For he business. thinks this new policy is going to incentivize it even more to not take straight bets. They're not taking straight bets now. This is the part of the problem. Okay. At least if you tax them on the revenue, I mean, on the handle, a lower percentage, you're going to get more handle. So ideally, you're going to get more tax revenue because Less books means less handle. Requiring them to hold 10% means they have to. I mean, well, that was stupid. We we knew that, but getting right. rid of the 10% minimum hold and replacing it with a 1.85% tax on everything, handle, it's, win or it's lose. A better option of the two, in my opinion. Because I would agree, but is it a better option than just taxing? Don't and get rid of the hold percentage, but just taxing revenue. Well, yes, but now if we're the government, we're not going to have any revenue because the prices suck and people are going to go back to betting with their local or their offshore. Anyway, they're doing that now. So we have to find a way to incentivize for the book. This is probably the best deal for the book and the state. It's not a good deal for the better at all because – they're getting you every which way they can with the prices. This is the industry right now. Farman and I trade a minimum of two or three texts a week of pictures of what's going on in the space. And he's, he's been never been more discouraged about it than he is right now. He, we were talking about something else yesterday, him and I were trading texts. Um, 
And he's like, I thought this would be better. And I sent him back the text. I told everybody it wouldn't be, and nobody listened anyway. Like, Paspa getting overturned, I don't know who it was good for. It was good for these people that are coming over with these fancy-ass models and this thing that they can sell the lobbyists or getting rich, telling fairy tales. Projection numbers guys are getting rich. Consulting services are getting rich. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I th- I mean, if you if you ask me that question, who did it? Who does it benefit? I think it just takes a practice that was illegal for a really long time, and takes something that adults want to do, and it gives an adult a chance to do an adult thing, and gives the adults at least if there is a problem, somebody to go to. You have a voice. Yeah. If you get screwed over. You can go and talk about it because for the longest time, you couldn't do that. You couldn't talk to anybody. If you did, you were admitting you were breaking the law and the IRS would come and ruin your life and everything else. So that's why I wanted it legal. Everything else, all the fallout, it's the same thing with like we talked about before. I wanted cannabis legalized for the same reason. Right. Everyone, everybody was doing it. Everybody was having to get, you know, there was no standard. When I walked over to the to, to Jimmy or Johnny, there was no standard. If I'm buying from Jimmy or buying from Johnny, I don't know what I'm getting exactly. I don't know where it was grown. I don't know who died in the process of getting the thing over the border. Or was it, you know, made in some guy's basement in Colorado or some dude in, you know, Humboldt County, California who grew it. So now I have a chance to know it's been properly produced. Mm-hmm. It's been properly cared for. And there's, you know, standards. Okay. Now, if I choose, I don't. I, there are definite things that happen negatively from it. Mm-hmm. Consumption's way up on the strip. I can't stand it. Credit card companies can't take, it won't process the bills. So now it's all cash, and people are getting robbed. And there's a whole cottage industry right now of knocking over cannabis dispensaries around the country who can't take cash. So all these robberies are quietly happening, and no one's talking about it, but it's happening all over the country. So mm. now they're hiring literally militias to protect the money for these, for these cannabis companies that are all over the country. So there's a negative, there's a negative in sports betting too. I mean, there's, there's all schemes and stock, you know, buyback and all this nonsense going on with manipulation going on in the sports ping pong betting, ping pong betting going on in Colorado, right? Money laundering is happening in America. You know, the, 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 the the know your customer baloney is all being exposed for being stupid. Ah, right. You know, the, the CYK stuff, everyone's like, wait, what is that? KYC, 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 KYC. Know your customer, KYC. Nobody is following that stuff. This is great. The KYC stuff. Yes. No one's following it. Yeah. So it's not great. No. But not. I'd rather have it this way than the old way. This, even with all the warts and all the nastiness, I still like this better. Because I'd rather be arguing about whether or not we should have taxed on the hold percentage versus tax on revenue basis versus tax on handle. That debate is a lot more fun for me than having a conversation about whether or not a offshore book should be blocked from operating in a state like New Jersey did. Right. So that's just how Tyler just sent me a bunch of text messages. Yeah. Um, Tennessee did 400 million in handle in March. The book's currently paying 20% of revenue. Tennessee held 11.5% in March. It's an all-time high. That's 43.7 million. 
or 8.6 million in tax and proposed model of 1.8%, the state would get 7.2 million. That's great. So it's right there, you see it's a little bit less because they would pay taxes on the winnings. And that's in March. The easiest month to win is March. You <laughs> saw what happened this March. Right. Okay. Stevie Wonder, who I absolutely love, <laughs> would have made money booking basketball in March. Okay. Right. And I love all of Stevie's songs. And people are telling me he's not even blind. I don't even want to know. Okay. But yes, the rest of the months, he made a good point in that they could get taxed on handle and still lose. Damn right they could. That would make odds makers and people that might know how to book the games even more valuable. They've bastardized that process. So it's a very interesting discussion. I think some states have to look at the Nevada model. The, the, they tax you on volume here, 0.25%. Now, granted, the roads are nice here. The schools stink. Uh, the rest of the public things that maybe should be getting the money aren't getting it. But they still have survived that tax forever when they changed to that. We want to take bets here. We're not trying to worry about writing off tax credit or uh, promotional credits, too. That's a whole nother thing. That's for the higher pay grade. Mm. All right. Time for better to book it. Do it. All hockey. Three bets. Mm. Look at you. Hockey night on the BBB. Nothing going on. You know, baseball's it's a, it's a crap schedule for baseball. I'll bet a couple of player props later in the day for NBA, but I don't want to touch either side or total. Oh, but T- Tampa Bay money line plus one hundred two is just too good to pass up. Better I like vote. Tampa tonight. Bet it. Yeah, I mean, it's an important to me. I think this series is going seven, and Tampa's got to win it tonight. To if go seven. Tampa wins it tonight, it is going seven. Yeah. And I don't know how five and six go because Tampa can go there and win the road game. And then Toronto can come back and win the road game. hundred percent. Yep. Agreed. But I just is, think I'm going to bet on pedigree. I'm going to bet on Tampa backs against the wall. Mm. You know, they go down three, one, most likely they're not going to their, their year ends in Toronto. And I'm not so sure they're looking for the, for the golf course just yet. It's going to be physical, man. It's going to be yeah. a nasty, nasty game. And Toronto's been answering the bell physically. I like mm-hmm. what they're doing. Listen, the winner of this series gets your guys. Mm-hmm. Beat the hell out of each other. Seven games. Kill each That's other. That's why you win seven <laughs> games. That's why you get an extra day's rest and then you get the extra day. The, the Bruins, the Bruins are going to play Wednesday and not play again until the weekend. Not even the weekend. They'll probably play next week. Beautiful. Right? Sit and relax. Game seven for right. this will be not over the weekend. Get Krejci right. and Bergeron healthy. Get Allmark some rest because he's clearly fighting something. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's Allmark clearly hurt. fight Kachuk yesterday. Forget about yeah, that. Yeah, but he's having – I mean, when he gave up that second goal, you could see it. He had a hard time getting up. He's got a hip or a groin. He's got something wrong with his body right now. He's in the tub today. Yeah, he needs a lot of help. Get as much rest as possible, and I'm good. Okay. Over five and a half, VG, VGK in Winnipeg. I like Vegas to win the game tonight. But I'm going to say over instead. Uh, I'll play the role of the book here, and I'll, okay. I'll book this one. I'll say this is the game we finally get you. This will be the game that finally goes under. 3-2 Winnipeg. 
3-2 Winnipeg, you think? I don't know. Look at the way the last game got played. These teams aren't really interested in playing defense. <laughs> no, Winnipeg is, but they got to stay out of the penalty box because now what happened? Eichel looked okay. Like this guy's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Um, Stone looked great. This team may be waking up, man. This team may uh-huh. be coming together. This team may be ready for the match against the winner of the Edmonton LA series. Oh, the hockey's getting so good. If you haven't been watching, Vegas it, LA is going to be unfreaking believable. Vegas Edmonton. I, I don't buy Edmonton. I think Edmonton's going to get bounced. What? I think I, I think that I I I do not like what I've seen out of the Oilers. I mean, they could win the series. Okay, it could be Vegas. I think the Kings going to win that series. Wow, I do. Even I, after I, last night's result, yeah, because last night was just a reminder that the the Knights, sorry, that the Kings can't take anything off. They got to go and finish games. Edmonton is minus two forty to win Game Five. P. Rolt. They're at home. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. They're at home. I I get that. So they have. I, they have two home games. They're going to be mm-hmm. minus 240 in both. I think the Kings will win game five. Kings can win game Ooh. six and close it out. Breaking I hope I'm wrong. News. Stay tuned I mean, for the show. We'll be late tomorrow because I have that speaking yeah. engagement oh, right. in the morning. Right. So I forgot. we have to remind right. the people. Yep. Um, we didn't remind well, them. What time are we going? 1130? No. 1230. I won't. 1230. I'm done at speaking at 1130. So I'm going to the window. So plan for 1230-ish. Okay. We got to tell sports guy that too, by the way. That's super late. Yeah, to get the. Oh, we'll see if anybody's paying attention. <laughs> we know our producer at Sports Grid is because he'll sit there and wait for the video, like the, the well, file. We'll, to come. we'll email Will tonight. Yeah, we'll let him know. Let, we ain't getting the, you ain't getting the file till later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, over that stuff. Over six, Colorado. We'll bet this one. We'll bet. This I'll take one. a. T- I'll take a two in one night. Let's go. Yeah, we'll bet this one. Listen, I take a two in one night every night. Two and one night every night puts us in the islands in about two years, three years. So that's good. 66%. Take it. Absolutely. Favorite thing about today is what? Favorite thing about today is Monday. School. Getting ready for school. Little kid Sig Kendall Mm. informs us. Well, I heard Mama say it. Are you wearing something VGK? Vegas Gold Knights Day. It's nice. It's it's game five. uh, Game four, I mean. Big series. The city's all caught up in it. Oh, yeah. And Kendall, off in the distance, says, um, no, I'm not wearing any, anything to be Golden Knights today. And I just stop and listen. And she says to her mother, her mother says, why? What do you mean? Everybody's wearing the Knights are playing tonight. It's, it's you know, wear night stuff. And she said, listen, the last game the Jets should have won. Okay, the game went to overtime and the Jets probably could have won. I like the Jets. I think the Jets are going to win tonight. And I was like, whoa, really? So you can't wear a jersey for the Golden Knights if she thinks the Jets are going to win tonight? So listen, she (laughs) is my daughter. Okay. (laughs) Right. And she has been paying attention. She asks me every game and gives me the winner before the game. Okay. Likes to chirp when she's right and doesn't like the losses when <laughs> she loses. Typical. Just like every little kid there is. <laughs> little kid, every person there is. Well, yes. <laughs> but she says, I hear now all this going on in the distance. I'm probably 15 feet away. So I say, Kendall, do you know? She says to me, I said, are you going to watch the game tonight? She said, yeah, I'll watch the game. And she goes to me, who's favored? 
And I go, well, it's a pick em game. It's basically like just, you have to, just, it's even, meaning you have to just yeah. pick the winner. And she goes, so the Knights aren't even favored? And I said, well, some places they are, but no, just essentially it's, it's, it's an even game. Right. And she goes, Jets are winning. I'm not wearing night stuff and walks out of the room just like that. And I just smiled at my wife and I said, what have we done? <laughs> I hope we're doing the right thing, but that is our lives right now. My That's life great. in a nutshell. And I went, that was my favorite thing about today. I tweeted about it this morning. It's sports be taken sick. And I said, I'm saving she that can, for the you, show. You tell that she can still wear a, a, v, uh, a Knights jersey to the school yeah. and say the Jets are going to win. That's fine. She's nine. She's yeah. firm in her beliefs. I'm not wearing the Knights stuff if I think the Jets are going to win. God bless. Uh, for me, it is play week here. Uh, Willy Wonka, full blog this weekend. Madeline will be uh, in 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 the school play that they've been getting up bright and early. And I'm so excited to stop having to get up and take her to school at 7 a.m. Three days a week. Uh, Thursday of this week. What's so we've got uh, – it's at night, I believe. we got to check on the schedule. Okay. I just know the dress to- rehearsal is tomorrow. No, okay. Yeah, so Madeline is an Oompa Loompa and a squirrel. Oompa Loompa. So she's, um, it's her first experience because she's gone, she's done a lot of plays. This is like her fifth play, but mm. most often she's going to outside the school dynamic. This is her first time inside the school dynamic. So how old you are, much like a sports team, matters. Oh, yeah. So the fifth yeah. grade, it, she's with fifth graders, fourth graders, third graders. So the fifth graders got all the good parts. And then anybody who's really a good fourth grader, you also got the good parts. And then the right. third graders tend to fill out the ensemble. So that sort of made it when she came home and realized that it, she wasn't too excited about that. But uh, I'm, I'm psyched that she she's sick today, kept her home for that reason, because mm. she is testing in the, in the dress rehearsal tomorrow. So we got to get her healthy for it. And, you know, probably my fault for sending her to a slumber party over the weekend that got her sick. So hopefully she's going to be able to recover and be all right, but she hasn't come down here yet. So she, she didn't, she let us do the show for an hour and a half with no problem. So that at least is a good sign that at Excellent. least she might be getting a little bit better. So play week, we'll get into it. We got to rehearse lines after, after this tonight, after the show. Oh yeah. Here we go. Getting ready for getting ready mm. for, you know, being a theater dad as, as I am as, 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 <laughs> But hockey is here, so that's good. Like button, hit it. Subscribe Please. button, hit it. Leave a review. A lot of good things. BVBShow.com. Or comment. On YouTube. That's been great. BVBShow.com is the Discord channel. We're building that up. Come on in. We're going to do more stuff on that. We did a Twitter Spaces on Twitter. Once we build that up, we will take the Twitter Spaces to the Discord channel, and we will do the, do that on the Discord channel exclusively. So just oh. FYI as to how that will happen later on. Farah's back. Good job out of Matt. He's Dave. I'm Matt as well. Tomorrow for a Tuesday's BBB.